It's on. Ice cold. Ice cold. You hear it? We're going to leave you in anticipation. <laughs> the ice cold crack. 20 second wait. All right. We're going we're gonna to get her going here for you. It's time. Changed up the intro. We made you wait for what you want. You want to hear it. We want to hear it. Let's go. Oh, yeah. The nectar of the gods. The most stereotypical Midwestern drink. I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to say it because you already know what it is. This is the second special edition show, I guess you could say. Uh, the non-regular program. It's the 2022 best of which is significant for a couple of reasons. We just recorded episode 48 uh, last night and this morning. And for those keeping score, you're thinking, okay, this is only 49. But now, knowing that it is a uh, second special edition, this is technically the 50th episode of The Covert Show. Now, two special edition shows will we'll hit regular episode number 50 in 2023. But I will say... We've made it 50 episodes because these uh, best of take more production time, if you will, than the regular episodes do. But so we're going to just go. I'm going to say something here. I'm sure Nick's got something he's going to be saying on his part of this. But I just want to thank everybody for listening to this uh, podcast. I want to thank Nick for uh, keeping her rolling. It was uh 2022 has been an up and down year uh for sure but nick kept her uh kept her going uh so shout out to him uh shout out to everybody that's been guests on this show audience of rain uh their record label as well i mean we wouldn't be the show we are uh without uh the help of others and having interesting people to talk to uh certainly makes the uh show uh better in the long run uh, not to get all sappy, but hey, we made it 50 episodes. Just wanted to shout some people out. I'm JC. Let's get into it. We're uh, working our way through the best of 2022 as we are creeping towards, edging towards 2023. Without further ado, here we go. It's on. Wow. And we are back. Nostalgia it's... in itself. It's been a long time, too long, but it's episode 25, and for those that are listening to this going, episode 25, we haven't heard anything out of you for months. Well, that's because you haven't. <laughs> we were talking about it. It's been over three months. At least I assume March to June's three months, but you know, we're, this isn't a podcast about math, so I give myself a pass. There I'm JC. Go. Joining me is Nick. Ayo. Because I said go hogs and immediately got met with resistance. <laughs> because that's Don't the worry. type of party we're having here. Don't worry. Both my parents texted me after the game. My dad texted me pig suey. My mom's goes, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say how about them pigs. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm I'm the only Get one. Get got, my guy. I'm the only one. How do you get rid of the quarterback? That brought you back from the dead. Literally. 
Well, and this is the best part too. Is they Baker won a playoff tra- game. Baker showed up to the the Panthers training camp, and he was jacked out of it. Baker looked huge. Baker was ready to go. Jenks. I'm kidding. Bing bong. Oh, there was no bing bong. Ooh, you're I gone. know. You're I gone. To say it. You're I'm gone. sorry. You lost. You lost. Well, there was a there was something uh, there was a video that I saw where this girl literally rips it apart in the middle. Oh but, no. And we would always no, no. Hold on a second, dude. I'm no, going to grab I, one of these. This is BS, dude. Wait, do you actually have one? I, of course, I do. I don't live no under freaking a rock. way. I do. I think all the good <laughs> flavors are gone, so I'm gonna have to get like a green one or something. But all right, hold oh, on. Oh my gosh. If, Go if this one. breaks and it stains my carpet, I'm gonna be mad. Yes, well, I understand uh, that there is a way. Ask the old Detroit Lions. Cleveland Browns. We're going to jump a whole different topic here. And I guarantee you we'll talk about this in another podcast. But how the hell does Cleveland let Baker Mayfield walk? Exactly. What are you doing? You've got the first time you've had a quarterback that's relevant since the 1980s. I'll tell you right now, it's not looking promising for the good old Cubby Bears. Well, your your team has got a... uh, Wow, geez, 13 games. How are you 26 and 43 and you have the same gap Toronto's got to the Yankees? The Cardinals uh, are exactly one game better than the <laughs> The Cardinals are literally one game better than the Blue Jays are. Welcome to the National League. I'm still saying they snuck two away from the Cardinals. They snuck two away from the Reds. Not snuck. They should have won. The Reds are horrible. You're patting yourself on the back for beating the Cincinnati Reds who have won 29 games all year. For those curious, this is at Beach Lake, Lexington, Tennessee. It's a one-day, 12-and-a-half-hour festival. Runs 11 to 11.30. It's... The Tennessee Metal Devastation Music Festival. And that name, Devastation, also gets comments of basically like, oh, they're planning on destroying something and opening a pit to hell and all this stuff. It's, you know, it's kind of funny to listen to. It's kind of sad, but it is kind of funny uh, to listen to. 13 bands, you know, it's going to have the regular gamut, food vendors, merch vendors, contest prizes. Tickets for this, only 25 bucks. It's on. Oh, no. <laughs> that was a fail and a half. Wow. Did you uh, miss the intro there, buddy? Yeah, and apparently I spilled down my shirt. Good start to episode, what is this, 33? Well, I was about to say that. Episode 33 of the Covert Show. and Going to Oakland blows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, so there you go. I feel like so that. Gonna... I feel like that redeemed the entire first twenty oh, minutes yeah. of this podcast. Not this week. College football next week and college football again on the spot. Didn't know we were doing this until we started this show, but we got our first round of Hexbug Pickums. Run it through yeah. our slate one more time. Nebraska Northwestern. Nick and I are split on. North Texas and UTEP, Nick and I are split on, and Hawaii and Vanderbilt, we are not split on. I'm the only one on this show that makes impulse purchases based on what the show talks about. So I might have to 
not gonna lie, I've been like walking around like high V, and I was like, you know what? I could still use some bug juice. So something might have to happen where an Amazon purchase comes through. My dad goes, all right, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, dude, gotta do it for the podcast. Don't ask. Like, do it for do the it. podcast. So hopping on at all. <laughs> I, you know, you know, it's time to see it. It's see if there's something out there for me. To this point, spoiler alert: there's not. Well, I mean. <laughs> Online dating's a fucking joke, if I'm being honest. Oh, dude, it is. So anyway, I'm going through Tinder. This happens, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday of last week. I have been banned from Tinder now. (laughs) What? No. (laughs) This person follows up with, send your number. And if you can't send it, don't bother. And I'm like, oh, now we're getting spicy with me about this. So I send that monocle emoji again and go, interesting reaction, a tad aggressive over a simple question, eh? Oh, gosh, and you had the A. I was going to say, the only thing this makes me think of, and this is throwing it back even further, is, Carl, that kills people. <laughs> the one and two seeds are going to get a buy. They'll be automatically to the uh, ALDS. And then after that, the four and five seeds... And the three and six seeds are uh, going to be uh, tangling for a three-game series. So the wild card is no longer the one-and-done thing that it could be. It's now a best-of-three series. I said, Shockingly good. I said, hey, you know what would be better than that is mixing it with the greatest pop of all time, and that's Mountain Dew Code Red. And that's what we got here. We got a big old two-liter of Mountain Dew Code Red. Yes, and sir. And a uh, 12 ounce bush light kickoff for those keeping score the 8th of september bills at the rams 7 20 p.m gonna be a lot of excitement for that uh, looking at the teams my bears open up at home against the 49ers september 11th at least let me get an idea what are you classifying as old music <laughs> what the hell are you talking about dad death metal <laughs> Hold music. Hold. My hey, Browns. By the way, I accidentally muted the phone. I have no <laughs> idea how I just. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, he's really quiet about this." All right, he thinks the Browns. This is the greatest idea on the planet. Yeah. Okay. Losing. Oh, you're about to say Machine Gun Kelly, weren't you? <laughs> well, I. Well, uh, okay, hold on. You here, went to a Machine here. Gun Kelly concert. Uh oh, poser. We've been gaining some amount of traction over the last week since we last recorded but this is perfect into my segue of who is not gaining traction the new york yankees we said it four or five episodes ago you can't stay this hot now can you hold a division lead getting as hot as they did and all that sure but two for their last ten (laughs) (laughs) wow okay yeah. What the hell kind of game are you playing? Yeah, you have to. Oh, oh, I was not prepared for that. So are you going to open this or just look at it? Oh, we're doing a Pokemon pack? You, you have it sitting here, Dad. Open oh, okay. it. We're doing a well, Pokemon pack? Oh, man, I got to get my second one up. If, is, are we doing that? Is that too. what we're doing now? You got I, two I you guess, need to open. Well, we're not opening two. Open we do it. one, per, one per episode. Open it. What the hell is a dicker? And I commented, <laughs> the kicker. And what I'm just the, laughing my ass off. What the hell is a dicker? 
Gus Johnson literally has oh the... Oh, my he, God. He gets some of the best freaking calls. A bar manager who's going to teach us <laughs> the greatest the greatest drink. We're hopping on a TikTok trend early. This show's moving yeah. places, so I can't I can't <laughs> wait to hear it. I mean, I'm over here. I'm pretty basic. I'm enjoying a nice seltzer sour blue raspberry like I was like two or three episodes ago. It's delicious, but I can't wait to see what you're cooking up. Yep, I remember that one. But yeah, that one went to like one thirty in the morning. But yeah, we're gonna have to bring this video game thing uh, to an idea. We're gonna have to find a creative name for it. But it's a good idea. We should definitely do it. One hundred percent. Yeah. And this is something that I'm single, and this was irritating me to a point. So this guy's okay. girlfriend, so Joan Jett started, I don't know, 4.30, 5 o'clock, whatever, because there's four of them, so it started early. This guy's girlfriend okay. was hunched over. These are seats, so hunched over like she's not doing well before we even got to Poison. Now, that's third from last band. That's who got all Poison, all of Def Leppard, and all of Motley Crue. So this guy's answer, rather than being like, oh, my girlfriend doesn't feel well. Maybe I should do something for her. I kid you not, this guy came back multiple times during the next three shows with beers. Oh, God. This guy, the, it gets to the point where the two older people, we'll call them that just because we don't know. I don't know if they were related or not, are literally like taking beers from this guy and be like, okay, okay, buddy. You need to like Jeez. slow down and take care of this chick. And he still left and got stuff. But it's like, holy crap, dude, you got to take care of your lady. But I was going to say, the key with what you've said, I would have no problem with anything you just said, because the key there is you're taking care of your person. Exactly. Like you're, yeah, I'm preaching to the choir. We got deep. I'm I'm preaching to the (laughs) choir on this one. I can tell. But I just had to bring that up of like, we got deep, man. (laughs) I mean, you're you're in public, so you're probably not leaving the show early because you're just as intoxicated as she is. But bring her a bottle of water. At at least know what the hell to do, man. Like, Like, have a clue, dude. You can certainly go for it. Well, nah, we'll you can wait. just we'll compact see. your L's when football season comes around. How's that sound? Wow. Taking taking shots. I well, love it. it's taking shots. We <laughs> are already we're already <laughs> we're already picking games. So yes, why, sir. What's we picking games without picking fights in between? Right. I love it. For not not releasing enough spoilers as possible for people who haven't seen Stranger Things. I would hope you have. It's been out for. Friggin' two weeks now. Low-key Stranger Things is a little overrated. Oh! Whoa! The first two seasons, I liked it. And then, yeah, after that, it's just, you know. You know what Dude, else this... is overrated on this great planet for music? Gatekeepers <laughs> and simps. Uh, Saturday was good as well. Got to see an up-and-coming band called Nearly Spent. That was pretty fun. Uh, the highlights of the day, Avatar was really good. If you haven't uh, seen them, check them out. Highlight of the day for me was Theory of a Dead Man, and that was a lot of fun. They got a lot of really good tunes. Hold music, except death metal hold music. 
And then there's RC. What why did you is, just say? Why is that the most on-brand thing I have ever heard you say on this show? <laughs> yeah. God Wait, damn, how we... many cards are in this pack? <laughs> We're still moving through. We got a Quillfish. That's what it is. I missed it. Quillfish. Quillfish is uh, that weird one that's like normally like 60 to 80 hit points. That is really yeah. awesome. Like it it's, just it's looks like cool. Fish. Yeah, it just looks cool. It's on part two. Ice cold. Mountain Dew Code Red. We have an absolutely janked setup right now. Uh, well, for those that are wondering, right now I have the board on my lap. We've already killed one power cord in the process of starting this recording. We're on to battery power. And my microphone cable is brushing everything within like a two two foot radius of me. So I do apologize for that. <laughs> um, but all right, it's JC. We're in the second half of what's an interesting episode already. We're in episode number 48 on this day before 2023. A double, if it was Wednesday, you could say double weenie Wednesday. You want to go with the SpongeBob meme, which I'm a, I'm a fan of. We'll do that for for this one. But Nick talked about some stuff. I'm about to talk about some stuff. Track down the uh, the wrapped Spotify wrap. It's on part two. Ice cold. Mountain Dew Code Red. We have an absolutely janked setup right now. Uh, well, for those that are wondering, right now I have the board on my lap. We've already killed one power cord in the process of starting this recording. We're on to battery power. And my microphone cable is brushing everything within like a two two foot radius of me. So I do apologize for that. <laughs> um, but all right, it's JC. We're in the second half of what's an interesting episode already. We're in episode number 48 on this day before 2023. A double, if it was Wednesday, you could say double weenie Wednesday. You want to go with the SpongeBob meme, which I'm a, I'm a fan of. We'll do that for, for this one. But Nick talked about some stuff. I'm about to talk about some stuff. Track down the, uh, the wrapped, Spotify wrapped for uh, old 2022. Who reigned on top. Talk a little bit about sports because I can't go an episode without doing that. And uh, there you go. That's what we're looking at. So we're going to talk about wrapped now to start things off. So for those that don't know, Spotify wraps are out. They've probably been out for, I'd say, about a month or so. But we'll go through the uh, stats, if you will. So for me, 23,959 minutes listened. Top genre, alternative metal. Top artist, number five, Mr. 305, Pitbull himself. Number four, Rob Zombie. Number two, or number three, because that's how numbers work. Uh, number three, Insane Clown Posse. Number two, Shinedown. And number one, Ghost. Top songs, it's Mudvayne's Happy, number five. Number four, Slipknot's Unsainted. Number three, Volbeat, still counting. Number two, well, everybody is fucking in a UFO, that is Rob Zombie, and number one, Everywhere I Go, by good old, uh, 
as we're hearing the rapt background. Forgot that was going. Uh, that's uh, Hollywood Undead. As uh, We'll play some of that. But we're going through the old rapt here. As uh, Yeah, you got to hear some, some shine down here. 42 different genres were explored in this uh, this year, including the following. Number five, country. Number four, rock. <clears throat> number three is a surprising one for me on a personal level, dance, pop. Number two, country, rock. And number one, alternative metal. We talked about that earlier. As uh, Yeah, that's, that's the top five. Top five genres. 42... Uh, different genres. The Morning Hype Lit Mayhem is what they're calling it. With some silly, spooky, funny during the day. And wrapping it up at night with Mayhem Amped Spooky. So take that for what it's worth. Some Hank Trill there. And that listening adding up to just under 24,000 minutes. 76%. Uh, more than 76% of listeners in the uh, good old U.S. of A. And, uh, well, we'll get a little snippet of the song that was the champion, if you will. 67 times the most listens. August 15th was uh, was the old uh, song right there. 829 songs, but top five that were played again and again. We talked about them, but... Rob Zombie, not one artist, uh, had two in the top five, interestingly enough. And you know, uh, with these Spotify playlists, you can go and get the top songs. We'll run through here in a second some of the top 100 songs, if it'll let me. Listening to 462 artists through the year, and the champion, of course, being Ghost. Over 1,600 minutes listened to Ghost. Top 1% year zero is uh, the top runner champion there. So that's a quick look at it. Now I'm going to see if I can track down some of the top 100 without blasting your eardrums out because I have the phone plugged in. Forgot that that was turned on. <laughs> We're doing great. Everything is great. It's a, it's a good day to do a podcast. I'm not going to lie that a cord burning out just about... Uh, just about was a bad time, but here we go. So we talked about the top five. Number one, Everywhere I Go, Hollywood Undead. Number two, While Everyone's Fucking at a UFO, Rob Zombie, number two. Number three, Still Counting, Volbeat. Number four, Unsainted, Slipknot. Number five, Happy by Mudvayne. Number six, Super Beast by Rob Zombie. Mr. 30... <laughs> Excuse me. Mr. 305 with TJR checking in at number seven. Don't stop the party. Number eight, Corn's coming undone. Number nine, Slipknot, or uh, Mudvayne, I should say, with Dig. Number 10, Rob Zombie, Living Dead Girl. Other notables, 11, Planet Zero, Shine Down. Uh, quick math, uh, Shine Down again. Number 15 with Enemies. Bad Girlfriend, Theory of a Dead Man at number 17. Some Iggy Azalea checking in in the top 20. Fancy number 20. Others in the top 100 include tunes such as Love Dump by Static X, Teenagers, My Chemical Romance, Sleepless Night, King Diamond, Fireball, not in the top 25, which is highly surprising to me. Uh, Hank Trill is in the top 100 with Propane Money, Let's Go All the Way with ICP. 
Uh, same sponge, different day. Your your boy Sponge made it into the top 100. And uh, Bombshell by Powerman5000 in there as well. Uh, one other thing, if I can track it down, we talked about uh, the InstaFest app. I don't know if Nick did it or not, but uh, they were able to pull all-time like uh, concert festival uh, listing based on your Spotify and, and modern and recent ones. So the all-time for my Spotify playlist, Headliners, Day 1, Shinedown, Ghost on Day 2, and Slipknot on Day 3. Day 1 includes Shinedown, Rob Zombie, Pitbull, Weird Al, SpongeBob SquarePants, regular SpongeBob SquarePants, Power Man 5000, Johnny Cash, Theory of a Dead Man, Marty Robbins, Twin Temple, Mudvayne, and Stained on day one for what they're calling J-Fest. <laughs> day two, Ghost, ICP, Billy Joel, Eminem, Bubbles, and the Shit Rockers make the list. ACDC, Brooks Jefferson, Toby Keith, Pop Evil, it's Red Sun Rising, Caleb Johnson, and Hank Williams Jr. And then on the final day, Slipknot, Hollywood Undead, Motley Crue, Volbeat, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Kid Rock, Kenny Chesney, The Wiggles, Your Boy Sponge, and Limp Biscuit, Billy Eilish, and Big and Rich. So that's like all time. A little more dialed into like the last uh, month or so. Headliners would be Ghost, Slipknot, and Pitbull. Knows the difference there. Mr. 305 is on the uh, headlining part. Uh, we're talking about that coming up. We'll talk some more 305, actually. Uh, I've got something to say. Uh, about the great state of Iowa in 305. Uh, but so day one, Ghost, Shinedown, Motley Crue, ICP, Weird Al, Mudvayne, ACDC, Twin Temple, Hank Williams Jr., Marty Robbins, and Train plus Seether on day one. Day two, Slipknot, Hollywood Undead, Volbeat, Your Boy Sponge, Pop Evil, Eminem, Pop Evil, Power Man 5000, Alan Jackson, Imagine Dragon, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Britney Spears, and Marilyn Manson for day two. And finally, Pitbull, Rob Zombie, Theory of a Dead Man, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Limp Biscuit, Metallica, CCR, Big and Rich, Billy Joel, Toby Keith, and Stained. Now that's a look at the two festivals, if you will. Again, we're going to have a, a double, double episode special today. We're doing the whole uh, go back and uh, see what was cooking throughout 2022, a best of. Nick's hard at work on it. Once I'm done recording here, I'm going to be hard at work on it. So we'll have a, a double episode on this Saturday. Holidays line up kind of weird this year. But with that, trying to think of where we're, we're going to go next here with this. Um, ugh, drinking Code Red. Drank it too fast earlier. I was uh, thought I had to had to burp, and no one wants to hear that. So I was saving you the saving <laughs> saving you the pain of that. Uh, we're talking about the NHL, the old New Jersey Devils. Finally, 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 uh, finally, get it done. They're back on track. Beat the old tuxedo chickens as the as the uh, devil's twitter page likes to say uh they got it done last night over pittsburgh and with that they're uh they needed it <laughs> they needed it a 4-2 winner 
Last night, both teams were scuffling into the game. Devils won 7-1, and one, and the Penguins were not a whole lot better than that. We look at the standings as I almost dropped the mic. Remember, I'm balancing the uh, soundboard on my leg. So <clears throat> that if you hear any weird uh, like mic hits like that, that's the mic uh, cord bouncing off it. Normally, we have the mics all situated, but not for the not for this one. And normally, we're not running batteries, so we're doing all sorts of new things. Uh, Atlantic Division, it is the Bruins, 59 points. Maple Leafs, 50. Lightning, 45. After that, Red Wings, Sabres, Panthers, Senators, and Canadians. Metropolitan Division, and all of a sudden, the Devils were leading for a long time, looking good. I, mean, I would still say they're looking good because they're above average of what you would expect or what we expected as Devils fans coming in. Uh, but Carolina's now 26 or 24, 6 and 6, 54 points. Devils, 48 points. So all of a sudden, the Hurricanes have just blitzed the entire division. They're 10 for their last 10. Devils have been uh, rough, 2-7-1, but they did win their last one out there in second with 48 points, 23-11-2. And, and it was talked about in the broadcast last night against the Penguins, but there is a slew of teams, Devils in second, all the way down to the Rangers, who are in quick math, tells me sixth. Four points separate second and sixth, 10 points first to sixth. Uh, Penguins 44, Islanders and Rangers both 44 as well. Capitals 45 points. And then the Flyers and Blue Jackets the rest of the way on the western side. It's the old Dallas Stars 22 9 at 6 at 50 points. Jets, Winnipeg at 45, Wild at 42, Avalanche at 41, Blues. They're above 500 as they've uh, been playing better ish at 5 2 and 3. At 37 points, Preds, Coyotes, and Blackhawks round out the Central Division. Pacific Division, it's the team that everybody expects. The Golden Knights, 24-12-2 at 50 points. The Kings, 48. Oilers, 42. Flames, 41. Kraken, 40. Canucks, Sharks, and Ducks the rest of the way. Big drop-off between the top two teams. Golden Knights and Kings have a eight and po- a eight and six-point lead over the Oilers, respectively. But you do have a good battle between third and sixth. Third and fifth, I should say. A two-point difference between the Oilers and the Kraken. Kraken, 18, 12, and four. NFL. We'll run through that here quick. The old... Dallas Cowboys got it done on Thursday. Picking up the dub, uh, yeah, they get it done with a nice W as they knock off Tennessee 27-13. Coming up this weekend, Cardinals-Falcons, Dolphins-Patriots, playoff implications there, Saints-Eagles, Colts-Giants, Bucks-Panthers, another one that's uh, playoff implications there, Bears-Lions, Lions are in it, but they have to keep winning and get some help. Broncos, Chiefs, Broncos are just praying for the season to be done. Kansas City is trying to chase down that one seed. Jags and tennis, uh, Texans, Jags are a team. We'll talk about the wild card standings and all that coming up that somehow Jacksonville finds themselves in the playoffs if the season ended today. Browns and Commanders, 
49ers, Raiders, Jets, Seahawks, both those teams are playoff caliber teams. And the Jets, similar to some of their other compadres in the uh, AFC, they're going to win and need some help. Vikings, Packers, a big one. Uh, Minnesota trying to trying to keep on keeping the Packers out of the playoffs. Ravens, Steelers, Rams, Chargers, and Bills, Bengals. Could be an AFC title game preview there. That's Monday Night Football, Bills at the Bengals. So we look at the NFL. And the NFL uh, playoff standings. It's interesting because the Jets, the Lions, they're hanging around. And that was something that I don't think many saw coming. The Jets were bad last year. So we look at the playoff standings. This is before gearing up for a big old game uh some big old games on Sunday. AFC. Bills lead the East. They're the one seed. Kansas City with the Bills holding the tiebreaker are the two seed. Bengals can try to close the gap. They're only a game back of both the Bills and Chiefs. They play Buffalo Monday. Big game there. Uh, Bills or uh, Bengals 11-4. Ravens 10-5 and in the five seed. Got to tip your cap to old uh, RC's team there. I mean, I was convinced their winning days were done for the season, but they keep figuring it out, and that's what a good coach like John Harbaugh will do for you. He'll be able to deliver some wins that maybe you shouldn't have, and bad coaches, well, they'll lose games they should win. Chargers in the sixth seed, 9-6. and six. As uh, the... Uh, Jags are the four seed and uh, the Dolphins the seven seed but you look at the bubble teams Patriots a game back Jets a game back Steelers are somehow there Tennessee they, uh, they needed to win but they can still chase down Jacksonville who's only a half game ahead of them now but you look at that Tennessee team seven and nine not so hot Raiders are the last team not eliminated. Texans, Bears, Cardinals, Broncos, Colts, Falcons, Rams, and Browns are all eliminated. They're done. And the Bears have been done for like two weeks, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> the Eagles, 13-2. They're the one seed in the NFC. Minnesota's right there, although two. They got the Packers this week, uh, which is I can't really say more of an important game for either team because the Packers are somehow on the outside looking in on a playoff spot. And Vikings need uh, a miracle to pass the Eagles for the top seed as they got uh, whomped by the old Eagles. Uh, 49ers, the three seed, 11-4. and four. Five seeds, Dallas. Four seeds, Tampa. They could be in on a losing record. Carolina, they're there. You know, Tampa seven and eight. Carolina six and nine. So, Tampa really controls that division. Giants and Commanders are six and seven. Eight six and one for the old Giants. Seven seven and one for the Washington Commanders, who take on the Browns and the Giants get the Colts. So. 
neither one of them playing very good teams. Seahawks first team out looking in. They're a mere half game back of the Commanders. But they got the Jets. Lions talked about them. Uh, well, they're a half game out as well. They've got the Bears, which has been noted on this show several times. The Bears are not very good. They're close at times in moments. There we go. I was trying not to knock the board over. Uh, <laughs> Lions are close. Packers are right there, too, as they take on Minnesota. Minnesota can uh, pretty much, I don't want to say end end the Packers' playoff threat, but uh, could certainly hurt the cause. Saints and Panthers in that NFC South race. That's the uh, one of those teams has to win the division. And we'll see how they do in the playoffs again. Eliminated teams are as follows. These are the following teams are eliminated. Houston Texans, Chicago Bears, Arizona Cardinals, Denver Broncos, Indianapolis Colts, Atlanta Falcons, LA Rams, and the Cleveland Browns. So there you go. That's a quick rundown of the old NFL. A lot going on for teams that are good. So that automatically, you know, cancels the old Chicago Bears, unfortunately. But I got to be honest, I'm not uh, not precisely surprised. And with that, we're getting ready for uh, the old, the uh, the old end of the year wrap up podcast. Some more in the top hundred. End of the year 2022 songs for those keeping score. I hate everything about you. Three Days Grace, Black Summer, Red Hot Chili Peppers. The Anthem by Pitbull and Lil John. Rain Over Me, some more Pitbull, Mark Anthony. Somebody Told Me the Killers. Remedy by Seether, Paralyzer, Finger 11. Please Don't Save Her, SpongeBob, ya boy, Sponge. Don't mess with me, Mom. Jellyfishing, another one from your boy Sponge. In the top 100, first song in, number 100, according to this thing. The Oak Ridge Boys, Elvira, making the cut barely. Hotel room service number 98, or number 99. Medicates, RX from Theory of a Dead Man, number 98. Rats from Ghost, 97. Timber, 95. Trailer Hood, Toby Keith's song there at number 94. Number 93, Pick Up Man Joe Diffie. So some of the notables in the 90s as uh, we look at that. So I talked about Mr. 305 earlier in the episode. Well, he comes to Iowa in July. Monticello, more precisely, the Great Jones County Fair, and it is going to be a great fair indeed. It's a Friday. Mr. 305 makes the uh, trip to the great state of Iowa. Should be a heck of a fun show. Check it out if you get a chance. Uh, others that are coming through the state, uh, notably Power Man 5000 in March and Foreigner in May. Some of the early looks at concerts uh, we can talk about one. Uh, RC's not here to talk about it, so we'll talk about one of the festivals. Uh, Danny Wimmer Presents released the Rockville 
at Daytona International Speedway uh, tour or tour festival. It's a Thursday through sa- Sunday. That's May 18th through the 21st. For those keeping score, this is Rockville. Headliners, Slipknot, Avenged Sevenfold, Pantera, and Tool. For Thursday, some of the highlights, Slipknot, Rob Zombie, Queens of the Stone Age, Trivium, Bullet for My Valentine, Black, Vi- Black Veil Brides, Suicidal Tendencies, Avatar, Widow 7, Ah, getting choked up about this. Uh, others include Stray from the Path, Rivals, Vended. For Thursday, for the Friday, Avenged Sevenfold, Evanescence, Hardy, I Prevail, Motionless and White, Alex, uh, Asking Alexandria, Sleeping with Sirens, Bad Flower. Uh, looking at the other ones as uh, The Warning, Saturday, Pantera, Godsmack, and Alice Cooper, The Big Three, Chevelle, Alter Bridge, <clears throat> excuse me, Rival Sons will be there, Pop Evil, The Bronx, 0936, Dead Poet Society, and more for Sunday. Two old Deftones and Incubus will be there. Others, Pennywise, as well as Senses Fail, New Year's Day, Nothing Nowhere, and Wargasm. There you go. That's a quick run through of the old Rockville lineup as presented by good old Danny Wimmer. Again, the dates for that, May 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st, down in Daytona Beach, Florida. So that gave a pretty good run-through of everything in the first half. Uh, coming up later, we'll talk about the, uh, in episode 49, it'll be another special. As uh, we close in on episode 50, so for those keeping score, the first episode of 2023 will be episode number 50. Uh, for the old podcast here. Might have to think about doing a giveaway of some variety. We'll uh, talk about that, but uh, it should be uh, an interesting 2023. We'll get to more of that in the uh, episode coming out later today. That's the best of 2022. For now, this is episode number 48. Again, remember, use the code word COVERT20 for 15% off Raise Energy. Last uh couple weeks back in old New Jersey, we decided we're bringing that back, so there you go. You wanted to see it, or you didn't want to see it, and we brought it back. Be sure to check us out on Twitter, at The Covert Show. We're on TikTok as well, The Covert Show, as well as an Instagram, a Facebook, and we're on most places. You get your podcasts as well, Spotify, Podbean, the two main ones for the Covert Show. I'm JC. For Nick saying uh, thank you for listening, this has been Covert Show episode number 48 right here where you get your podcasts. It's on. Oh, no.
<laughs> that was a fail and a half. Wow, did you uh, miss the intro there, buddy? Yeah, and apparently I spilled down my shirt. Good start to episode, what is this, 33? Well, I was about to say that, episode 33 of the Covert Show. And <laughs> because we don't ever edit anything, half the people listening have already checked out four <laughs> seconds in. All you guys on the Instagram story are checked out. Cubs and uh, Reds playing in Iowa. Yes, they are. At the time of this recording, we'll, this will probably be spit out sometime uh, Friday. Feel the Dreams but game tonight. Pretty it's... exciting stuff there. Uh, oh, yeah. the state of Iowa. Unfortunately, due to construction, I've heard it's rumored they won't come back to 2023. No. But you would have to expect or suspect that that'll come back after that oh, construction's yeah. done. But... Well, and so here here's my thing, too, is – you have Dyersville, which is home of the Field of Dreams, and they've done this now for two years in a row. I think this is absolutely great for baseball. One, it throws it back to the one hundred percent. It throws it back to one of the best baseball movies possibly of all time. And then also at the same fact is you have you have the opportunity to just extend the MLB league when everybody's asking for like new things for the MLB to do. Here's one. I think personally as well here, if you're Kansas City too. Try to or even just the MLB in general, throw a game to Omaha, because Omaha has the TD Ameritrade Park, and they did it with the Royals and the Tigers at one point. If you're Kansas City, I'd be trying to make a deal with that and try to get a lot of your fans from like any other state besides Kansas City that can't really make it down for a ton of games. Do that. Teams that are close. I feel like you just want to watch Kansas City and Omaha. That's what I'm hearing. Well, the thing that I'm trying to go for is if your teams that have, like, ballparks kind of around the area that, I mean, aren't getting a whole lot of use, like down in, um, what is it, in Arizona and Tucson, the old uh, spring training facility that the Diamondbacks used to play at. That thing is still perfectly operational. I played there for the last, or I played there my th- uh, three out of my four years in college. Like, there was a couple of games there. The World Baseball Classic has it there. Um, they had a pl- or like a regional round or something like that there. Do that at smaller fields that are still MLB size, but just keep selling like tickets like this, where it's like only a few handful of tickets go out. You, it's like a once in a lifetime thing that you keep getting to go to. Do that. Make baseball fun for fans, especially for the younger generation. I mean, the Little League World Series. Um, they've start or they've been starting to do the games there where you can do um, where it's like a whole MLB Player Day. They go sit with all the kids from different teams. And they hang around with them, and it's like two different teams square off uh, at Williamsport. Keep doing that. Just keep making baseball fun. That's the biggest thing I can say at this point is, like, I love the game. I love to sit down and watch it, whether it's college or MLB. But still, you need to make it fun for all these younger generations and for these kids and, the and like, the parents and the families just to keep coming back wanting more. Couldn't agree more. And now we get to the main event, Astral Radiance. Pack. We're going to open it. We got to get you that ASMR that you're so fond of. <sighs> I hate ASMR. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm like one of the worst people. <laughs> My roommate from Las Vegas, he did it. Like, he would actually sit and listen to it. I was like, dude, how do you listen to it? Like, it just creeps me out. <laughs> the people that actually, like, just the card opening is fine. But, like, the people that just sit here and whisper in so we got a secondary code card. You got two Shout code cards? Well, I bought a blister pack, so yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. We got a Leaf Energy. 
Hey. Her ugly. Featherball. <clears throat> Never heard of this one. It's uh, shuffle your deck, or uh, search your deck, rather, for a Pokemon that has no retreat costs. Reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle your deck. You've pulled one of those before. You pulled one of those, like, one of the first weeks we did this. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, Sorry. Petlil. Stantler. Bergmite. Ooh, do we have a winner in this one, too? Uh-oh. Hippopotamus. Send a quill, and we do. You can't see it on the camera. Well, now you can, because I moved it in. Star movie, baby. Full art with Misty just chilling out on a... Oh, boy. Pokeball. Uh, I, I don't even know. Uh, Pokeball pool floaty, if you will. Oh, no. Camera. That's a dub. If, if I you... learned about an, X-ray, an X-rated podcast, so I'm just going to go into it. Tommy Lee of Motley Crue shared a selfie on Twitter, or uh, Instagram, rather. So this will come out Friday. This is Thursday morning, but, like, we're talking, like, 3, 4, 5 in the morning. Dude. It was really early. I'm going to I'm gonna actually make the comment. The lighting, though, was, like, like, the man took time for this. Like, can we just acknowledge it, that? The man took purposeful. The man I'm took time. Was, was this was this supposed I'm to? I'm assuming you've seen this picture that I'm talking. About. Oh, 100 percent. Because so, okay, I'm we're also. Gonna go in and we're gonna explain <laughs> why this is such a one of those where it's like, uh, what are we doing? So here, Hold here's on. here's also Hold the fact. One hundred percent. It shows in the picture. There's no attempt <laughs> to crop it out. It's in there. You would think purposely. Oh, 100 percent. I'm not even ashamed to say it. It's in there purposely. <laughs> And and here's so the is, oh my lord, here here's the worst part so though. This is shown on Instagram, and this is early morning hours, and so a lot of people seen it. And if you didn't see it, I didn't see it. I wasn't awake at three in the morning, but you know because social media is what it is. Everybody that's seen it at some point. Oh yeah. And like you said, there was a lot of thought that went with this. Yeah, Tommy. There's just too much framing, if you will, for those that have been in media, photography, videography, whatever. It's bad. Too much framing for this picture not to be. This isn't one you just send out and you go, "Oops, that happened." This is one you thought about. Oh, dude, it. Oh, the the one. Okay, so this was the part that I was about to get at. So. Both of us are on the Covert Show Instagram, so you can find us both there that run the content on that. It's strictly us. I looked up because I was still on the Covert Show, but I, w- I thought I was on mine. I looked up Tommy Lee, and as soon as it popped up, as soon as I typed in T-O, it, it popped up as Tommy Lee, and I was like, okay, wait, hold it, on. It's what? trending in all the wrong reasons. And, I mean, the one thing that you really have to take a look at here is what can you do when it's raining or what can you do when it's not hot and you're not popping some tops with the boys, you're not just enjoying the nice weather. Granted, I'd be sitting by a bonfire, but, I mean, you know what? That's just me. Well, you know what we're going to talk about today, something that we haven't talked about a lot, but I want to get into it, and that is good old movies and the cinematic industry. Now, we've had a lot of new movies come out within the last few months that have been pretty good. And, I mean, in my opinion, they've been really good. So, the first one that I actually really want to talk about, it's the new install in the Predator franchise called Prey. 
Now, if you guys haven't seen it, it's on Hulu. It's subscription only, which kind of stinks. But if I mean, if you got Hulu, then it's going to be there. And I mean, personally, this is probably it. By besides the original and maybe Predator Two, this is probably the best Predator installment that we've seen. Based on the sole fact, so so far as I got the stats pulled up here, it's got a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. And basically this takes place all the way in like I believe it's the 1700s or like mid-1600s. But it takes place with the Native American tribes. And that's really cool to me because all the Predator franchises, the first one started in Nam. And then it kind of gets more modernized as it goes on. And then finally, the last installment when they did The Predator, um, which took place in the real time. It took place, I believe, when it was filmed in 2020 or 2021 when it was released. But that was more of the modern take of, if you haven't seen it, sorry, spoiler alert. The Predators come down and they send this massive Predator. And basically what the humans have figured out is they've been taking genes and they've been taking blood samples and everything like that to put into their Predators to come down. And wipe people out. It's been an evolutionary form to where they have like armored skeletons and everything like that. They've taken it from the xenomorphs and everything from Alien. I know I'm having a nerdum moment. I really like this franchise. But Prey is like one of the first installments of when people actually meet the Predators. And it takes place with the uh, Native American tribes in the middle of the uh, United States. We're going to talk about it because JC's not here to give me shit. Nebraska goes to Ireland to face Northwestern. Now... My uncle said this the other night, and I'm sorry for bringing up a lot of family. I do that sometimes, where I just talk about my family, but it's true. I'm I'm the only I'm one of the only Nebraska fans that I know in Iowa. So I, anytime that I gotta go back and talk to Nebraska fans, I love it. So, why is Nebraska getting an Ireland game? Northwestern, I slightly understand because they're always a scrappy team. They almost won the Big Ten about two years back. But you're going to Ireland. Granted, I don't like the SEC. I Saban has really pissed me off royally the last couple of weeks. But Alabama probably deserves to play in that game. Alabama does. Uh, maybe Oklahoma. Texas, you can make the argument. But, I mean, still, that they're a big name in college football, but they're not the biggest name coming out. Give a ranked matchup there. Give College Game Day their big, like, showdown. Ohio State, maybe. Uh, sorry, the Ohio State University. Go give them the damn game. Michigan, Texas A&M, give somebody who's in a top 25 team, just match it up and say, all right, you guys are going to Dublin, Ireland. you got to move the schedule around. And that's the one thing, too, is that scheduling in college football. We've talked about it. We beat the dead horse about it. But scheduling in college football needs to be looked at. As as the committee, you guys got to say, all right, here, here's the deal. You guys got to play tougher if you're a top 25 team. And granted, sometimes these schedules come out way before. But still, you know you're a top 25 team. You know you're a, a Power 5 conference team. Michigan opens up against Colorado State. <sighs> okay. I did, okay. NC State opens up against East Carolina. And East Carolina last year, I'm going to take a look at them here. But if it gives me their record of last year, i got to go all the way back to the 21 schedule. So here, give me two seconds, ladies and gentlemen, so I don't get my facts wrong. Apparently, I do that on the other on one of the other shows that I have. But... So they only had one, two, three, four, because apparently it doesn't. Oh, there we go. Seven and five. They were seven and five last year. They were three and five in the conference. They ended up losing to Cincinnati, which who won the conference last year, and then or won their conference last year, and then went to the college football playoffs. So that's a huge loss. That like I mean that's that's saying something because they were thirty five and thirteen was the final Cincinnati one, and then their bowl game against Boston College got canceled due to COVID complications. 
So they ended up missing a lot of, or they ended up missing their la- or their game last year. They open up against NC State. They have Old, Domin- or Old Dominion, Campbell, and then they start their conference schedule. There are three toughest games on that schedule besides NC State come in the form of number 25 BYU, who's going to the Big 12, Cincinnati, who's now 23 because they lost a massive amount of offense, and then Houston, who is 24. All three of those schools are very, they've been coming into the top 25. They're big schools. They've had a lot of big offenses. Zach Wilson graduated last year, um, who was a, a BYU's quarterback, who is now out for the season. So the Jets are, they're sad. The Jets are sad. The, oh boy, the the breakup king, as people should call him. And the I really don't want to say the other title. The guy who likes to go for older women decides to, or decided he wanted to run, and he ends up getting hurt on a play. He's out with a knee injury. He undergoes surgery this week, or he ha- if he has not already, he undergoes surgery this week. Um, but so East Carolina has a tough strength of schedule, and that's the thing as well. I want to kind of open that up because they just released the rankings a little bit ago, or um, at the beginning here. So preseason top twenty-five. I don't even know if I have to name number one. I'm a little sad about this because he's been so whiny, and he's just, he probably did something. Alabama, who's still returning probably one of their best teams, or could be one of their best teams, is at number one. The Buckeyes are number two, but they're without their star running back. He just had a knee injury as well. He went down. Georgia's number three, and this is where I don't get it. Ohio State missed the college football playoff last year. And granted, Georgia lost a few a few guys, but Georgia, who won last year, who beat Alabama last year, who almost lost to Cincinnati, and everybody's saying, Nick, it's last year. Besides that shitty of a point, and it's not even that shitty, I think Georgia, until they prove something, granted, recruiting class, but Georgia deserves to be at that number one spot. They won. According to this, on on AP News, Boston police came out in a boat to rescue a stranded groom. Officers of the Boston Police Department uh, Harbor Patrol Unit, used to helping out uh, boaters in distress, came out last weekend during a groom in danger of missing his own wedding. How do you miss? Well, okay, never, never mind that, because there's a lot of guys that will probably try to, quote-unquote, miss their own wedding. But I bet he was genuinely concerned. Let's see if I can actually click on this here. Oh, I can. Let's see if we can get some more details here. So this guy was scheduled to get married on Thompson Island in the middle of Boston. It gets worse. The groomsman photographer and florist were also struck or were stuck on the midland. Oh, no. His boat broke off. They were trying to take a picture on a boat, and his boat broke off, so he was stuck at sea. Oh, that's funny. Oh, boy. Okay, so he was scheduled, this guy was scheduled to get married on the harbor, but the boat that was supposed to fare Oh, no. The boat that was supposed to ferry him over to the island that he was getting married on, it never showed up. It broke down. So he couldn't even get to his own wedding, so Boston police had to ru- or the Boston Harbor Patrol had to rush him to his wedding. Oh, boy. That's a story of a lifetime there. Brad panicking. He's probably on the phone with her. But your wife, your future wife is panicking. You're like, you're going to miss the wedding. Like, what do we do? It's not going to be a new girl moment where 
Schmidt is standing on a plane and they get married there. Oh, that's a weird flex that I know that. I don't even know if I want to call that a flex. I mean, it's a funny show, but oh, good Lord. We're breaking that out. But nonetheless, as a groom, what do you do in that situation? I mean, come on. You got to think, well, like, hey, why don't we just talk? Why don't we figure this out? Like, can I call somebody else? Like, can somebody come pick me up? Well, apparently, Boston Police Harbor Patrol decided to do that. So, but you know who I would love to see win more? Is the team that is probably just going to get absolutely curb stomped. I would love nothing more than to see Alabama lose in this rematch, and you all know where I'm going with it now that I just said this for week two. College game day is covering it. Big Noon Fox is covering it. Rematch of, I believe it was the 2000, I'm going to go with nine national championship. I'm going to just Google this to make sure here. So hold on. College football national championship 2009. Wow. I was 100% off. Do not. <laughs> that was Florida. Oh my goodness. Wow. I was way off. I undercut that. Last time Texas was in national title. Oh my gosh. This is so bad. I feel so bad. Ten, oh, it was 2010. Okay. I was one year off. One year. Ladies and gentlemen, hold your hold your booze for the end. I was one year off. I was trying to fact check it just to make sure. But a 2010 rematch of Colt McCoy's Texas Longhorns, who are Steve Sarkeesian's Longhorns, former offensive coordinator of Alabama, Nick Saban. They're squaring off this this coming week. College game day has got it covered. This game is in Austin. Alabama is looking to absolutely blow Texas out of the water. Texas had Louisiana Monroe this week, which was a horrible, I'm sorry, horrible choice for a tune-up game before you actually get on to Alabama. But here's the thing, though. Like I said, so Nebraska took up 20, 22 transfers, which was a Florida State running back, and Casey Thompson, who was Texas's former quarterback. But they got Texas is a guy by the name of, and the hairstyle just is it's it's a mullet, but it's an interesting mullet. But they got Quinn Hewers, um, or Quinn Hewers, excuse me. Hewers so far on the season against Louisiana Monroe, and you can't say anything about it. But he was 16 of 24, 225 yards, two touchdowns, and one INT versus Louisiana Monroe. He still looked good. Texas' offense, they've got Bishon Robinson in the backfield. So as a running back, they've got a good running back core. They've got Sanders on the outside. So Texas, as a Texas fan, I would love to see Alabama just lose. Is it going to happen? Oh, gosh, I would love to see it actually happen. Lucy sneezes. Lucy says Alabama's got to go down. We know. The Dolphins start 2-0 this season. It'll be amazing to see what they can do. They got the Bills this week coming up against Josh Allen and that just high-powered Bills offense with Stephon Diggs and the quarterback himself who loves to stiff arm. I mean, if you have seen some of Josh Allen's highlights in the last two weeks, he hurdles a defender, he stiff arms a Rams defender just straight to the ground, he's running, he's smiling, he loves the contact. He is an absolute dog. And that was the big thing that I was – I talked about him on one of my college shows is Josh Allen's going to be that quarterback that comes in and decides who he wants to be. And going into Wyoming, Josh Allen had no other offers out at, in college. 
He put in for every single school in the country. And then Wyoming decides to say, you know what, we'll take a chance on this guy. We'll put him at quarterback. We'll see what he does. He's he's tall. He's 6'5". He's a big boy. What's he going to be able to do for our offense? Well, he was able to run the ball. He was able to throw it deep with accuracy. He was able to just light up the boards, ends up getting drafted by the Bills, and everybody said, okay, this this what are we what are we going to do? He was from Wyoming. He had a couple of bad decisions on throwing the ball with a little bit of ball or with a little bit of insecurity when it comes to giving the ball away. And so now he gets to the Bills and he has done fantastic in his first few years. And I think that Josh Allen is going to be one of those guys that the Bills need to Bills need to keep healthy because he could bring them their first Super Bowl ring. You you take the four falls of Buffalo when they had Joe Kelly and you take that whole entire team that they had for four straight years and losing four straight Super Bowls back in the early or back in the late 90s mid mid late 90s. I mean that is just one of the saddest things to see as a sports fan and Bills Mafia is still rocking. Bills Mafia is still doing things. I mean coming into that game last week against Tennessee, Tennessee is just they're ready to come into this game. It was a good game in the first quarter, but then all of a sudden Buffalo just decided to go off 41 to 7. Buffalo takes over Tennessee a big couple of turnovers there. Um really gave Tennessee Tennessee no edge in that. I mean, they look just outmatched and outgunned, and I think the Bills and the AFC East are going to be able to get it done this year. I mean, they do have a very competitive AFC side still, but, I mean, you take a look at just how dynamic this Bills offense is and what their defense is still capable of doing with turnovers. So take that into consideration as you will. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you to you right now, Stetson Bennett doesn't care what rank you are. That Georgia Bulldog offense does not care who you are. They are the best offense in the country, hands down. All around defensively, hands down. As a team, hands down. Kirby Smart has done an amazing job at keeping that consistency throughout the last few years, and he will do so until he is looking at a new contract extension. Now, the number two team in the country. The number two who we have seen teams drop after one-score game wins, only one-score game losses. But here's the biggest factor. When you have a name such as Alabama, and I'm going to be petty about it because it has royally annoyed me every single year that Alabama, as soon as they either get a sloppy win or they lose, it is only one to two drops in the rankings. Granted, you beat Utah State 55 nothing. Fine. You're supposed to. You're Alabama. If you lose that game, I hope you drop out of the top ten. Honestly, I hope the God Bama would drop out of the top ten. If not, they drop 2-10. You beat the crap out of Louisiana Monroe. 63-7. Fine. Like I said, you're Bama. You're supposed to. You can still make the same argument for this. Texas post Alabama. First time since 2010. Texas decides they want revenge and they want it bad. And I personally don't think I have seen a Texas team play so balls-to-the-walls contending as they did in week two of college football 
against the University of Alabama. Saban was banging his head against the bleachers, the wall, the field. He did not know what to do. And this is where Bryce Young decides to pull out the Heisman stops and say, this is why I won the Heisman. This is why I'm still one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I'm looking to do it again. He was able to come up clutch, get away from a defender, run it down the field, and score on a last-second field goal. Now here's the catch. Alabama should have, and I will make the argument because a lot of people are on my boat about this, and if you're going to tell me that I'm wrong, go ask anybody that watched the play. Bryce Young got bailed out. It was a safety on multiple accounts, and I'm watching the replay as I speak. There is no receiver within five yards of this pass as he is going down in the end zone and his hand is still touching the ground before he even gets rid of the ball and it bounces off a defender's shoulder pad and it goes out the back of the end zone. It was intentional grounding. It should have been a safety. It was a roughing the passer call with targeting that was overturned to give Bryce Young the opportunity to not have a pass. And Texas ends up losing the game. Granted, yes, should they have made a stop? And did Bryce Young almost get sacked? Absolutely. Absolutely. I stand by that 100%. Texas should have still been able to make a stop and come out with that momentum of, yes, we we punted them. We got another extra point, or we got another field goal. We're moving through. We're still holding the best team in the country. Texas' is secondary did not allow Bryce Young to hit as many deep balls as Bryce Young does. And that is a Texas secondary, is a Big 12 secondary. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the Big 12 is not, not at all known for their secondaries. But I think that was one of the best performances defensively that Texas has had within the last eight years. And also, that is just one of the most consistent performances. But Alabama, nonetheless, only dropped one spot there at number two. I'm sorry for the long tirade. It's on. There we go. A little bit of a miscue. I missed the tab. I missed the tab with my with my finger. I tried to flick it back up, and it didn't work. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, it is on. I'm sorry for your girlfriend. Okay. Well, that, yo, as you can hear, What's going on, everybody? Back on another episode of The Covert Show, and we got good old Kenny Wexler back in, a.k.a. Dr. Jack, a.k.a. my best friend. We have him back on the pod once again. Kenny, how is Las Vegas? Oh, you know, we've had some great weather lately. Um, uh, not, not too shabby. Going pretty well. Uh, working. Working. It's just cold. It's cold. How it's how cold, cold is it there? It's hot in the... <laughs> uh, so cold would mean probably about sixty degrees. Oh my lord, that's still plenty nice for us here in the good old Midwest. So yeah, sixty degrees. We dropped about fifty <clears throat> degrees in like a month. And also, Roy Halladay only threw a no hitter in the in the postseason, I believe. I thought he threw two in the same season. Now I could. I was career. Career. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Career. Career. This is from 1982 to 2001. Career. 
And how long was his career? 1982 to 2001. Good Lord. That is 9,288 at bats. 434 <laughs> strikeouts. Does it give a career batting average for Tony Gwynn right there? Because, I mean, if you're not striking out, you're you're either hitting balls and getting on base or you're you're just hitting outs and people are making great plays i think tony Gwynn's batting average is like three something batting 338 oh well there you have it I mean, it just just completely seeing the fact of you have this many at bats, over nine hundred at bats, and only how how many strikeouts did you say four hundred? Or sorry, nine thousand. And you had four hundred strikeouts. And Aaron Judge, within his career so far, as short as it has been, even though it's been decently long for the last few years, he has nine hundred. Aaron already. Judge in three years has struck out more than Tony Gwynn did in his career. That's insane. That's tough. So that's what that's what we talk about when we say the game is changing, right? Mm-hmm. Granted, we're we're comparing Tony Gwynn, one of the greatest baseball players of all time, to Aaron Judge, who arguably is going to make the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, strictly mostly because he just broke the home run record. And guy's a good ball player, adding average two eighty four, but like he's a good ball player. He's going to make the Hall of Fame. We all know it. Um, he's a liked guy. And that's mostly kind of what we see here, right? When we look at the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like, back in the day, like, yeah, you can all look at those and go, yeah, those were great ball players. Nowadays, I feel like we look at them like, yeah, they're some of them good ball players, some of them great ball players, all of them well-known and liked. I, I would agree on that. Have you noticed that? When was the last time you saw, like, a guy who were like, everyone fucking hates that guy, but he's in the Hall of Fame because he's a great ball player? I mean, to be honest, that that actually is a fair point. I mean, it's I I think there's a there's a lot more guys on this roster of MLB players that are our time that you can definitely say they will make the Hall of Fame. But I agree, they may not be as liked. But at the same well, time, mean, like you think of pitchers back in the day, right? Yes, Pedro Martinez, like one of the last pitchers to do it, would throw. At your head if you dug into the box. Yeah. Right? Would literally throw at your head. No mercy. And, of course, he'll deny a 10 base out of 10. But ball flipped. He never did it. But, I mean, think about that. Like, that was a guy who, like, that was his mound. Do you think he was liked by hitters? No. Hell no. Randy Johnson wasn't either. And that was a fact of Randy Johnson really didn't know the ball was going. He had a bird, for God's sake. That's just crazy for me to think about. And then now you look at today, we're like, pitchers sit there. Pitchers got dirty stuff today. Oh, yeah. But, like, no one, imagine how much dirtier stuff could be. Like, all these guys who got 105 mile an hour fastball. If you could throw inside, mm-hmm. just throw inside. I'm not saying throw it to one's head. I'm not saying throw it to the head. I'm not saying throw it to knees. I'm saying throw inside, knock somebody down. Yeah. And then come back on a backdoor slider. <clears throat> yeah, it's that would be deadly. And I think, I think the one because thing 
keep going. Sorry. You're making people uncomfortable. Agreed. That was the goal. The goal is to make someone uncomfortable in the box. The goal is not to sit there and go, like, uh, what was it? Urias for the Dodgers last night did a great job pitching. Dirty stuff. Mm -hmm. Big old wicked curveball, change up fastball. Wicked stuff. But consistently, he threw strikes. Yeah. Consistently. As a hitter, right? I was a hitter. I've always been a hitter. I hit fastball. Going in to that box, I would have sat dead red. Agreed. Why? Because I know somewhere in there he's going to throw me a fastball. He's going to throw a first strike. I can't miss it. A game of the week, Ravens-Giants. Ravens-Giants. Why? Why? <clears throat> Guarantee that's going to be a big question. Everyone's going to be like, what the fuck? What did you in that game for? <laughs> I'm I'm asking I'm asking the same freaking thing. Three and two versus four and one. Okay. Are the Giants the real deal? This this shows it. They beat Green Bay. They got to come back. They got to beat the Baltimore Ravens. Are the Giants the real deal, or is it all an illusion? They're going to go four and two. Ravens are going to be four and two. What all do the Giants really have? Is this head coach really just this turnaround guy, turning everything around, he's making a name for the Giants, or are the Giants getting lucky? Are they being taken, are people taking him too lightly? And they're just getting, they're just winning games by the skin of their teeth. The Braves were playing the Brewers, and Christian Yelich was up to bat. A day before, my dad called Anthony Rizzo hitting a bomb for the Yankees to take the lead. Rizzo hit a bomb. My dad, before this inning starts, he said, "What in the ninth inning of the Braves-Brewers game, he said, what if Christian Yelich went down looking for strike three to end the game? That would be hilarious. Now, my Snapchat memory just popped up of this day. I'm sitting there videotaping on Snapchat. Christian Yelich is 3-2 count. And I was strictly saying my dad is looking to go 2-for-2 two two so far in MLB playoff predictions that he has called. Sure enough, Christian Yelich strikes out looking on a 3-2 slider on the outer half of the plate, and it was within the strike zone. I don't think I have seen my dad laugh so hard in his life. I film for the hunting industry, and for those people who understand the hunting industry and who understand the idea of a female deer, a doe, a deer, a female deer, haha, please don't copy, or please don't hit us with a copyright strike. But anyways, for those of you who truly understand hunting, does can be the bane of your hunting existence. And, and let me let me put this to you. We love does because they produce young bucks. They produce, they produce new offspring. They give us more deer to be able to go out and harvest and be able to eat and just be able to, you know, enjoy the outdoors. Sometimes they wreck cars. So if you've been hit by a deer or if you've hit a deer, I feel for you because that, that can be traumatizing. But also if you're a hunter and you've experienced a doe and just by... It's, I'm, I'm gonna go with she. She's a little. She's a little bit pissy, 
or she just thinks that something is up. Oh, they can be so annoying. Tonight, we were sitting in the tree with my, me and my boss, and all of a sudden, two fawns that I had, we had no idea were there, just randomly appeared. David Blaine said, poof, deer appear. Well, they just start scurrying around next to us, and lo and behold, walk out behind this little pine tree. And from my stand that I was standing in, it was maybe 10, 15 yards. It wasn't that far. It was like right next to me. Two of them pop out and decide that they want to adventure over and sit and play right underneath us. I mean, they, they're just bouncing around being all fun. They're trying to figure out what the heck is going on because something doesn't smell right. But they didn't know from heaven or hell what the hell was going on. So anyways... All of a sudden, there was more deer showing up in the field that we were hunting, and they were sitting out there, and, you know, they were all does. But they decided to show up right as dark, or right as, like, shooting light was stopped, or, like, being done, running out. So, anyways, this one doe decides she wants to venture over to see what these fawns are doing. She proceeds to walk behind us and is, again, 15 yards from the stand. Two more come up and join her and say, oh, we want to have a party over here. What's going on? They're literally standing there staring at us, not knowing what the heck is going on, just milling around back behind us for a solid 20 minutes. We couldn't move. My The stand that I was in was creaking hard. It was creaking like just a just a wood floorboard that just has not been glued down properly and everything like that. But I, I probably could have came up with a better analogy. I decided to keep it PG. That's not what this show is known for, but I, I tried. I tried, everybody. So, but this freaking deer was standing there, and I couldn't move, and I was trying to get some film. I got some for the Instagram story for uh, my, my work company, but then as I'm sitting there and looking down, I'm like, okay, they need to move. I keep hearing her stomp back behind me, stomping her foot, and I'm like, oh gosh, she's going to blow. And what that means for those who don't know what the hunting industry is, when a doe sees something or smells something, their warning sign is to just go, I don't know why. For some reason, that's what they do. And it's blowing, and you know what? The doe blows. This one decided that she wanted to wait with this whole entire group to get out, see my boss's car, take two looks back at the spot where she just was, and say, okay, I freaking hate this. Just, boom, boom, boom. I was like, oh. I had, like, a little camera recording up, uh, up top in front of us, so hopefully it caught him walking behind. It was going for 20 minutes. But no, if you're looking at it, Michigan has now found a quarterback that is able to kind of get the job done and f- and figure where they need to go. And so far, they needed to go 7-0 and this this year. And they have done a very good job of being able to go 7-0 and this year and being able to produce a good team on the field every single week consistently. You have Michigan State coming up, who is not going to be... They might punch you in the face just because it's Michigan State and this game is usually somewhat tough. But I think Michigan wins this. I think Michigan consistently wins the rest of the season. It's on. Oh. <laughs> yep. We got it. That's back. That was better than last week. Everybody knows about last week's episode if they've seen it already. I tried to open up a um, a bottle with a bottle opener as as the it's on. Oh, it, Oh, yeah. No, it, it did. No, it, it did not, not go on. well. <laughs> it was not on, to say the least. The it bottle was, cap, in fact, off. It was. It was very no, off. Or was it still on? No, the well, I mean, after I got done with it, the bottle cap was still like slightly on. Ooh. I'm just it it was just a bad. It was just bad. So, 
But anyways, everybody, what is going on? This is, once again, another installment. This is the 41st installment of The Covert Show. We had the big 4-0 last week. The 40th birthday, if you will, even though we've only been doing this for two years. But at the same time, we've took a little bit of a hiatus, so it's pretty much a year and a half. But we're still on season two. And as you guys have probably heard already, no, Kenneth... Wexler, a.k.a. Dr. Jack, a.k.a. my best friend, did not switch switch hormones. He is now, he he's still Kenny, he's still Dr. Jack. We got a special guest on, and as I take a sip of my bear hug, a different little, little bear hug today. We got the hazy IPA. We're hunting in the morning, so we're taking a little bit of it slow instead of having a lot of fun as we usually do on the podcast. And as she takes a sip of her Muscatoo, because she decided she wanted to drink some wine tonight, we are joined by my girlfriend, aka Audrey Chambers, aka my other best friend, aka she she is excited to be here. Right? So excited. So excited. This is your first podcast. Yes it is. This is her first, ladies and gentlemen. So she has experienced the covert show in full with JC. And she experienced the whole opening of the can at the beginning. She hadn't experienced it with me doing the full intro. And she she's seen the soundboard before that we've got that we borrow from work all the time because apparently I'm too broke and poor and can't afford my own because it's true. But nonetheless, Audrey is here. My girlfriend is here. And we are doing this in a very special place for a little bit of a side story here. We're doing this in our new place in Indianola. So the office is not set up yet. And I teased last week that I would set up the office and I would show you guys on the good old Instagram. But it's not set up yet. So me and Audrey are just chilling. We moved her broken recliner into the office. And so we're both sitting in comfy chairs. When we say broken, it's broken together. The back will not come off the bottom of the chair, so it's quite literally broken to where now it will not come apart. Yeah, it's one of those lazy boy loungers that were like, as you can pull it apart, no, it's completely like stuck. Broken together. But like this Barbarian one, it's a horror movie, and there was like a couple of scenes that I saw from TikTok, but a lot of people are like praising it, so I I guess. we're I'm the big movie watcher in the relationship. She watches... Yeah movies but it doesn't really like Jordan Peele you love and I've talked about I Jordan Peele on the podcast Jordan before. Peele. Yeah, she's a big Jordan Peele person. Those movies have my jaw on the floor. Yeah. But she's also she can deal with a little bit more horror than I can. Uh, to what, to an horror, extent. What type of horror do you mean? Like well, gore I mean, or psychological? Okay, so she's more she can't deal with gore. She's not a big well That's my job. Well, yeah, but I mean like <laughs> For those of you who don't know when I say that, I'm in school for surgery yeah. technology, so the inside of the human body is literally what I deal with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, but gory movies and movies that have a lot of shooting, especially when you're trying to sleep, I, I mean, no that for you, No one wants to have gunshots infiltrate, infiltrate their dreams. I've had it before. I've been I fine. I don't like it. I'm scared of all that kind of stuff. <laughs> there was one night where I was watching The Witcher, and she had fallen asleep, and all of a sudden it was the scene with the big banshee screaming monster, and she wakes up because I had just fallen asleep for two seconds, and I woke up like, oh, shit. Looked over at her, and she's just, what was that? And I was like, nothing. I also have very, like, vivid Yeah, dreams. she does. And, like, sometimes... In my dreams, I can't separate dream from reality. And so gunshots in that 
really screw me up when I'm asleep. Yeah, fair enough. I think you also, speaking of Game of Thrones, was I asleep when Battle of the Bastards was on and that really freaked me out in my sleep as well? Oh, yeah. There was at one point where I think we were either at I my was, house in Omaha or it was... No, my old apartment on the couch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I was watching Game of Thrones and you came in. And then I fell asleep. Yeah, Battle of the Bastards, one of the best cinematic fights in history. And she goes, there's so many people screaming and everything. And I'm like, what do you expect? It's a mountain of people. But I was trying to. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> we don't got any bear hugs. We've just got some good bush latte. It was sitting in the fridge. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Covert Show. We are excited <clears throat> because for for one of many reasons. So one... This is episode 44 of The Covert Show. If you guys are unaware, you guys have been keeping track. This is the first official recording sesh in Nick's brand new office. We put it on the Instagram story, and I had it, and I know this isn't live, but if you had questions, hopefully we answered them. We'll keep watching the phone here, even though it's at 20%. I think I have my inductive... Nope, I don't have my inductive charger plugged in, so that's good. We'll keep it at 20%, but we'll be fine, folks. We'll be all fine and dandy. But like I said... It's episode number 44 of The Covert Show. And like I said again, the first recording session in the new office in Indianola. And God knows I love it. I'm excited about this. I've got everything set up. Herbie Husker made the wall. We've got two flags on the wall. Everybody's probably thinking, wow, you live in a college dorm room as a 24-year-old and you moved out with your girlfriend. Well, you know what? I don't know how she feels about it, but you know what? It's all right. We got the bookshelf back up on the background. We got the good old dad comfy chair in there. You know what? I should have done this from the record. I should have done the recording from the comfy chair, but then I can't reach my laptop because the monitor is too. I could move it up. You know what? We're gonna do that. That's what Nick's gonna do. Nick's Nick's gonna do it from the good old recording comfort. As I move this chair, you guys are gonna get. Everything going on in the room. <clears throat> oh, that is... Wow, I'm not... I should have done this as my desk chair a while ago. This is nice. Comfort, durability. We talked about a fold-out couch on the last show. Guys, I'm going to exclude the women here for a second. And I'm sorry. It's not not neat. It's not mean. Don't cancel. But guys, experience yourself with that guy chair. A good old lazy boy recliner. Oh, it kicks back. Yeah. We're gonna do <laughs> We're gonna do the trademark Chandler and Joey. Are you ready? Oh. Oh. And kick the feet up. Oh, there we go. <laughs> wow. This is a whole different experience, and I don't need my laptop for the first couple of minutes of the show. So we're gonna do this. In the recliner. Oh boy. I gotta grab the grab the latte here. So we're <laughs> doing this from the the comfort of the good old recliner here. Sitting in my chair, just enjoying. Audrey is out for the night. She has to go coach, so she is doing her coaching thing. I'm sitting here doing some recording, probably going to play a little bit COD afterwards. New Modern Warfare 2 came out. I love it. I think it's fun. Some of the maps are a little questionable, and the guns are definitely hard to get used to. Like It, it definitely takes a little bit to get used to the recoil of some of these guns. Like there, It's a lot with some of the assault rifles. The SMGs are a little bit too. Um, they incorporated a lot of the same guns from... The original Modern Warfare, if you guys like Call of Duty, um, and like the new rebooted Modern Warfare and like the original Modern Warfare 2, 3, or Modern Warfare 2 and 3 and MW series, M16 is there, the M4 is there, the M13 from the last Modern Warfare is in there, 
Um, the Vector, they call it the Fennec. That's back in. MP7, P90, AUG and the submachine gun style and everything like that. That's in there. So definitely a fun game. Check it out. It's it's definitely a little aggravating at times because it kills the game kills quick, but if you don't hit your shots, then you're dead in an instant. I feel everybody's going to be like, well, Nick, that's every Call of Duty game. It's like, no, it's not every Call of Duty game because sometimes you get people who are really shitty and just don't know how to control recoil, a.k.a. I guess right now at the same time me, where you get Christmas noobs at the end, at the end of this month or next month that boost your KD. So we love Christmas noobs. We hate playing with them sometimes because it's just the whole fact of, okay, who's actually good in this game and who's not. But at the same time, it's like, dude, it's a good KD booster. I don't care. So... Call of Duty Modern Warfare is out. It's fun. Big news. Uh, also, in the video game world, NCAA football is coming back. I loved NCAA football. I played NCAA 08. I played NCAA 09. Let's see. Did I do I have... I did have... What in the hell? Somebody is driving a muscle car down here. And I'm, like I said, shiny, but damn, that's loud in here. It echoes. Um... I think I had NCAA 2010. I think the last NCAA football game they put out was either in 2013 or 14. But everybody's missed it because players were not able to make a profit off the game. So they quit making the game with college players. Because if they can't make the game of college and the players don't get paid, then why should they Why should they make the game? Because the school doesn't get paid for it. The game... Or, all EA Sports gets paid for it. Um, well, the NCAA gets paid because EA does that. So, basically, they're bringing it back. It was originally supposed to come out this year, in, two th- or in 2023, on next-gen consoles, so X- the new Xbox and the PS5. But now, they released it and pushed it back to 2024. So, I'm sad. That was really sad. Granted, I have a PS4. So I was not going to get to play it regardless, which really sucks. But at the same time, it's like, dude, why do you got to push it back? We don't like pushing games back, especially when it's been waiting this freaking long. And everybody's been excited about it for a while. Well, yep, too late. It's been pushed back. EA just announced that literally today. So big things coming, though, for those fans of NCAA football. If you liked that over Madden, and I still like Madden. I played it. I played Madden a little bit in the last couple of years, but not a, not a whole lot. I haven't owned a Madden game in a while. It's on. Oh, yeah. We are. We are back, baby. And you know what? Ladies and gentlemen of the cover show, it has been long awaited. It has been hyped up, it has been teased, it has been everything on the market, but we have it back. This is a two-person show, and this is Nick Hendricks and JC hitting it back off. JC, why don't you tell the people that you are back, please? I'm back, baby. Oh, man. (laughs) It's been the longest hype train, too. I I will say I have been horrible for the last, we're just going to say month and a half. I'm going to be generous, probably longer than that, but, man, it's It's good to be back. Oh, dude. we So, for everybody that has known this, that has been sitting on the show, I have been saying, 
JC's been taking a break. Like JC's been going this. Like we're we're getting him back. We're getting him back. And I've been I've been just absolutely pushing this out, pushing this out. And I've been waiting for this moment. And dude, I am so excited for this moment. Like I I genuinely am shaking. Like it is it has been weird without you. Like this show started with you. It started with your brother, and then you guys were lucky enough to invite me back on and then you and I kind of took over a little bit, especially in the second season, dude. I, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so happy you're back, man. Like this is fun. I'm happy to be back too. I mean, I'm not gonna. For those that are listening, and for those that are you know genuinely interested of what, what the hell happened to old JC here? <laughs> I'm not gonna get into the detail. I'm not gonna throw any people under the bus for it. But I will say, boy. Sometimes it is a long road back. It is a long road back when things go, uh, we'll say not so good. And uh, yeah, it's especially a couple months ago. You know, this last month has been chaotic in its own right, getting a new job. And it's just been a long four months. But hey, you know, we're here. We're doing a podcast and, you know, things are on the up and up. And I, I said it before we started recording, but. I you got to give all the props to Nick, man. You've been carrying this podcast for three months, three and a half months. I don't know how long it's been. Like I said, it's <laughs> it's felt longer than it probably has been. But yeah, I got to tip my cap to you, man. What 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 has life been like? Like, have you seen any movie trailers, music people? What what have you been seeing since you've been gone? Oh, I bet I bet it's been so long that you don't know that I've seen Pitbull. Mr. Three oh five. And not only have I seen Pitbull once, I've seen Pitbull twice. You saw Pitbull <laughs> twice? <laughs> oh yeah, it's wow, it's been a long time since I've been on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has, so, dude. Yeah, well you like music. You want to talk about music, so go here, for here's it. What, I remember the, I remember you with, seeing Pitbull the first time. I don't remember seeing you or having you see him twice. So, well, you know, since we're making this a, a personal podcast, a, a homecoming of everybody the being back on the podcast, if you will. Um, so yeah. You know, a career change happened. And so that weekend, after the, we'll just say career change, everybody knows what I'm saying. I'm not going to say it because I'm just not going to do that. But anyway, oh, we've, we've so been, we've been slightly happened. hinting at it. Like, I mean, I've and been, I've so, been updating. So. And Friday and Saturday went and saw the, uh, Mudvayne, Rob Zombie, Power Man 5000, and Static X. Uh, I think one was in Tinley Park and one was in Council Bluffs, went back-to-back that Friday, Saturday. And then that Sunday went up to uh, Minnesota and watched the Blue Jays beat the Twins. If you remember back, that's the controversial play of blocking the plate versus not yep. blocking the plate. That's the game I was at. By the way, you he absolutely on... did not. He absolutely did not get a lane. Anyway, you, you won, were on. We were Twins fans. We were both on for that. I do okay, believe. Well, so it hasn't. It hasn't been that long, man. Oh, it's, okay, it's so been after long. that. 
Oh, well, Don't even know. It's been, it's been that long. Time flies when you're not having fun. Well, anyway. time flies when one of us is having fun. The other one is stealing. And it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Anyway, so uh, I started working at Walmart. And so I was the, – the shitty thing was they didn't give you a Saturday, Sunday off. You got to pick two days of the week, but it couldn't be Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday because those are the busy days. And working overnights, you can't do that. Yeah. Anyway, so I picked Monday, Tuesday. So I had one weekend before I started that was like the final hurrah of like, I guess I'm not going to have a normal weekend. Walmart ended up working out great, by the way. It was fine. I'm not going to trash Walmart because. Oh, they, they well, gave you a job, Walmart gave you rent, gave you everything. I was going to say, Walmart was a pick me up I didn't know I needed, but <laughs> anyway. Um, so the final, the, I don't know, this is either like late September, early, I, I don't know, sometime in September. I had one final weekend, went down to St. Louis and saw the Cardinals and Cubs. And then that Saturday, this is Mr. 305 part two, Pitbull. went to Hollywood Casino in Maryland Heights, Missouri. And Iggy Azalea stinks, by the way. Just well, to throw it out there. If you're going to lip sync, learn how to do it better than that. Oh, shit. Twerking skills? Sure. You 100%. Got Congratulations. <laughs> I don't, but she does. <laughs> so then, yeah, there's Mr. 305 the second time. And then uh, that Tuesday after the 305 and St. Louis, St. Louis trip, saw Shinedown. That would be Let a me tell great you. show. Let me Please. tell you. It was great. Oh. But when you're down in the dumps and things are going shitty, there are oh. several songs that they sing <laughs> that, that just hit absolutely hard. <laughs> just hit you like a fucking train. <laughs> so bad. Who would have thought Russell Wilson going to the Broncos would be this uh, oh. pathetic? Well, shit. Not me. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so if we're if we're talking about that, <laughs> no, I was talking about the playoffs and going through. So here's here's what I was talking about. So All the right, playoffs go. end today. In the AFC, it's Bills and Jets first round. Yep. Titans, Bengals, Dolphins, Ravens, and the Chiefs get a bye. Here's my hot take out of everything I've just said. The right. Jets take out Buffalo in the first round. The Titans. Well, they've already take beat... out Cincinnati in right. the first round. Wait, and who? Titans take out who? Kansas the City? The Titans are over the Bengals. Bengals. Okay. Kansas City gets a bye because they're the top seed. Yep. So I have the Titans and Jets winning in the first round. Dolphins-Ravens is interesting. Miami came back and beat them, and every year I put my stock in the Ravens, and every year I look like a dumbass because the Ravens can't – they haven't won anything in a decade. Dolphins, Jets, and here's my other thing. If I have to switch a team, Bengals miss the playoffs, Patriots are in, every single team in the AFC East is in. But as it sits now, Titans, Ravens, Dolphins, there's a toss, but Jets over the Bills could happen. And then they get to go take on Kansas City, and you know what they're going to do? They're going to beat Kansas City, and then they're going to go, and they're going to win the AFC. We were talking about it last week because I went and watched the Thursday night football, the Patriots and the Bills – 
at a Buffalo Wild Wings. And I was like, you know, I think I might have a Bush Latte. And he goes, oh, the good old Bush Latte Mountain Dew. And I was like, joke's on you, bud. It's actually worth the shot. And he goes, no freaking way. And I was like, dude, if me and my podcast host like it, and if my girlfriend who does not like beer said it was okay, then it's worth giving it a that's shot. probably the more impressive one than either of us liking. Because I will tell you, I can mix pretty much anything, and it's, you know, it's fine. But for her to be like, hey, that's passable as somebody that doesn't normally do that, that's more impressive to me. No, yeah. Well, and especially, like, throwing it back to the days of where I was the, the, the first trial of drinking, and I was mixing Fireball <laughs> with Mountain Dew and thinking that it was just... Fireball! <laughs> Giving Pitbull Shout out, Mr. 305, Mr. Worldwide. Anyway, oh I couldn't my, resist. Dude. That's, here's a, I've got to interject this story. Hopefully Go you don't it. forget about your fireball. And, <laughs> Whoa, it was uh, not you were mixing. Here's the thing about fireball. I don't normally, I'm not normally a huge whiskey guy, certainly yep. whiskey guy. But I tell you what, when that song's playing, I don't know, there's just some magic about the song that makes you want to just, take a shot of fireball every time they say fireball in uh that uh 305 song fireball it's which if you're counting i'm pretty sure it's four times in pitbull's fireball where they go no 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 fireball i think i think it's four times well and let's see here we got can you get an actual i'm a i'm a fireball fireball okay there's one Mama, I'm on fire. I'm on fire. Fireball, there's two. Three. Four, five. Actually, apparently, according to this, there's five. Because after they get done bringing it back, there's fireball. And then there's a second one. So apparently, you could take five shots of fireball during the song Fireball, which would get me absolutely destroyed, by the way. But. (laughs) I think it'd be fun. It'd be fun in the moment. Oh, it would be <laughs> so fun in the moment. Your stomach would hate you because you'd be sitting there. I think on your last one and like every, I, I will say this, like I'm a big whiskey drinker and I love whiskey and I will take a shot of it straight or I'll like that first even pull that you take of like, if you just pour like a nice sipper even too, and like, I know sippers aren't supposed to burn or whatever, or like just any time that you take a shot, I would say, um, and it just like kind of sits sits for a second and you get that kind of like this is going to be weird for everybody but you get that kind of like your mouth starts to kind of like salivate and it just like gets really heavy and you're like you've already swallowed the shot and like your mouth just kind of gets heavy and you're like oh no what the hell like i feel like that on your fifth shot of fireball like at the very very end i feel like you'd just be you'd be sitting there i'm like this is way too fast to take this many shots of fire you better do it in the room Oh, that's yeah. like 45 degrees because if you're doing it in a room that's 70 degrees, at least for me, dude, I'm not going to be oh. doing so <laughs> You would be a fireball at that point. JC, like he said, in Newark, New Jersey, went to a Devils game. He had a couple of tall boys at the game, as one does watching <laughs> hockey. All right, you you watch some stick and puck with the boys. You have a couple of tall frosties, and, you know, you get her done, bud. Well, Apparently, the man decided that he was going to go out of, of the stadium and try to start walking to his hotel and think that he was going to get some some extra fluids after, for after the fact while we do the show. Well, Newark, New Jersey decided to kick him in the nut, in the nads there and say, nope, slow your Lee Corso to him and say, not so fast, bub. 
And now JC does not have a gas station with anything within a five or a half mile radius. And by anything, we mean a little bit of the, the sauce. Well, you brought it up right away, but I was going to crack one open with, I haven't cracked one open on this podcast. And this is what our third episode in a row of us, oh, uh, yeah. since like August, I haven't cracked open a cold one with you on this podcast in like four months. It, it's thought, been a you minute. Know what? No better place to change that than Newark, New Jersey at the Marriott. And well, it wasn't meant to be. Like you said, I tried to Grubhub it here. I tried to Uber Eats it here. I thought the Marriott would have a bar and everything just didn't come together. So I think this is the first time that I think like a non if we're cracking open cans, well, besides our good old shout out to, we have not done this in forever. Cause I usually I'm the one that's responsible about it, but shout out to raise energy, even though I don't know. Oh my we God. <laughs> energy. I don't know the last time we talked about that. Use code covert 20 for 15% off. That meme I thought died. Dude. I think I found the pre-workout at Walmart. I'm really curious to go back and see how many episodes ago that was because oh, dude, I uh, I don't know if we're we ever gonna find it. We were serious about it for the first like ten oh, episodes. Yeah, you know when we made this brand new podcast, RC and I, and then we brought you on. There was a stretch of about it wasn't we we got that thing, if you will, uh, like four to five, six, seven episodes in. Yeah, so from like six to like seventeen. We like seriously pushed it, and then we just saw how it did absolutely nothing, no matter what we did, and then just became a meme that eventually died. But you resurrected. Well, and it's it's so sad because I mean, like, it, we appreciate the the little bit of the shout outing that we did for Raise Energy, and it was always fun. Like, it became it just became like a meme for the show, and then it just kind of kept dying off and dying off. And then I totally forgot about it once we took over, or like once I took over the show for a little bit, going solo. And I, I don't know why. I think it was because I saw Ray's energy or like Ray's pre-workout, I think, in Walmart the other day. And I was like, no <laughs> freaking way. So, I mean, it was done seriously when they, when we bought that starter pack of them where we had like six different flavors to try and all the like pre-workout and sleep powder stuff. And that's probably a really bad way to describe it, but... Once and then we just you know once you drink all the rays and all that and it just kind of ceased. But there you go. There's our first clip for social media. Yeah, no kidding. We gotta Bring do back a... the meme of code for twenty. Fifteen percent off raise energy for those of you who weren't so sure. The, but... the the real meme for those that are just joining this podcast is here's the thing. The best one was when RC and you and I did a podcast and. The first time one of us, I think it was me, said covert 20 for 15% off. And then like a half hour later in the show, one of you guys said covert 15 for 20% off. <laughs> we couldn't get it right. <laughs> that was the peak of the meme because no one actually knew what was going on. Because like, like I said, it never took off or did anything. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. But so that was our that was our kick to fame right there was we got raised to kind of give us a little bit of some packaging. But you know what? 
I mean, now we're now we're sitting here, and I mean, we follow Bush Light on the good old we Instagram. So Fireball or Bush Light to be a yeah. Can we Bush? If, if anybody's listening to Anheuser over there, shout out to you guys because we want you guys to come sponsor us. If the you betcha boys are listening to the podcast, and you guys can tell us how to get sponsored by Bush Latte, we'll do it. Because I mean, we'll sit here and we'll just do do the show with Bush Latte all the time. See if we can get our own covert can or whatever. Then I talked about this. I cut this clip out and put it on our socials. UTSA, University of Texas, San Antonio, ranked number 25 in the college football playoff rankings. First ranked matchup that we have. Facing number 24, Troy, in the Duluth Training Gear Bowl. It should be the Duluth Naked Buck Naked Underwear Bowl, but I'll, I'll say that until the day. I think that's so hilarious. So the football players in this bowl would play in their underwear? Is that it's what you're the, going for? Oh, what is it? It's the uh, lingerie football or whatever the hell it is. Oh, the LFL. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and please, dude, okay, if anybody from Duluth is de- – this should have been the biggest. So, I'm sorry. Duluth fucked up on this royally. This should have been the biggest marketing campaign of the store. I don't care that you have the Duluth Trading Company. That, you oh. could have had so much running with you. And one team was from freaking Texas. You could have just had this been that just. Is a, that is just a lot of injuries waiting to happen. But to, <laughs> granted, you probably couldn't have played the full game in just your boxers. <laughs> or your briefs, or your buck naked yeah, underwear. Make like a flag football bowl game. <laughs> oh, dude, I would pay to watch that. That would be oh, freaking yeah, hysterical. Pay to watch men run around in their underwear okay. playing flag football. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, good for like, you. Okay, never mind. Hold on there. I bet you could get your girlfriend to go with you. <laughs> Terry's putting this in full reverse. <laughs> Oh, that is the greatest clip of the year right there. All right. Well, somebody's top five moments in podcast 2022. I'd pay to see that. You know what that commercial was for? It was for Hexbugs. No, Hexbugs. Hexbugs are back on the commercials on TV. They're relevant again. Also, my girlfriend and I were talking about this. So, you take a look at commercials on TV as a kid, and you're thinking, oh, man, I wonder what's going to hop up next. And all of a sudden, a big Hot Wheels commercial comes up, right? And you look in the brand-new racetrack that they put out for the year or put out for the month, whatever they do, and you take a look, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Like, that T-Rex in the middle is so cool or the exploding volcano. And you're like, Mom, I need this for Christmas. And then all of a sudden, like, you go ask, Santa, depending on how old some of our listeners are, shit, <laughs> you go ask your parents for Christmas, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Well, you get the track, and the thing that's supposed to explode, demolish, or whatever it does in the middle of the track doesn't live up to the actual coolness of the TV. You ever had <laughs> that? Did you ever get a Hot Wheels track as a kid? Hot Wheels tracks are Top five most deceiving things in the great history of this wonderful planet we live on. They never work. No. The loops stink. I'll be honest with you. The loops are the cool. They look cool. I mean, when you're watching that on TV, like you said, you go, oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. And then you get it. 
the loops in Hot Wheels tracks stink. Or it was always terrible. It was always that the cars don't go through them. Or it was that weird like placebo effect where you went over to your friend's house four days after you got it, and your friend is just launching cars through this loop to loop at like thirty miles an hour because that was cool for a Hot Wheels car to go that fast. You're He's just launching him through, and you're like, whoa, how did you do that? And, my, and he's like, yeah, my mom got AA batteries. And I was like, well, my my mom and dad got AA batteries. What is this bullshit? And then you kind of sit there, and you, you play with it for, like, another 15 minutes, and then all of a sudden the magic kind of fades away, and the, the cars don't go through it anymore. And, folks, that is good old Nick Hendricks' Spotify wrapped. Let's take a moment, clap it up for the man. Clap, 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 clap. Nick Kendrick's getting it done on Spotify. We'll have screenshots. Ooh, excuse me. Screenshots and everything posted on the story for you with all of our tops. I'll make sure I get mine from JC. We'll put that out this weekend and make sure everybody gets it rolling. Add some good social content there for us as well. But, guys, without further ado, we hope that JC gets has as much fun as we did on our half, and we'll have to see how this goes because I think I'm getting sent this or he's getting sent this half. We'll we'll see. We'll talk about it tomorrow, and we'll figure it out. But, guys, thank you, everybody, so much for listening to The Covert Show um, in 2022, for those of you that did, and for those of you who have just joined us like this year as, um, as a new listener, we definitely thank you a lot. For those of you who are following on our social medias, we thank you so much. Um... It's been a hell of a ride to do this, especially taking it on solo while trying to help out JC, um, eliminate some of the stress from his life. It's been an incredible journey for us. We're trying to grow as much as we can. We're we're in this more for the fun of, of what we're doing and bringing some of this to you guys and just sharing our talents and sharing our our wildnesses, I should say. Um, just sharing our personalities is probably one of our best things. And we've talked about this a lot. We would love for this show to take off, but we're, we're definitely in it for you guys, just giving you some some time. And it gives us a chance to get back together and talk every week and um, as much as we can. So we, we thank you guys all for that and giving us our chance to do that. But we hope that you guys had a great 2022 year. If not, we hope that you had a better 2023 year coming up. And we just hope that you guys had a great holiday with your family, friends, and everybody Hope that you guys have a safe and happy new year. If you're drinking, drink responsibly. No underage drinking. But if you're drinking, tip tip a cup back for the Covert Boys. Tip a bottle, tip a can, tip whatever you can to the Covert Show, boys. If you're drinking Fireball, well, Fireball, we all love it here. I've got two more Fireball shooters that I'll probably end up taking on New Year's tomorrow. So we'll, three, I've got three. Might get a little crazy. Pitbull will be cranked up. But you know what, guys? That'll have to do it for my segment for the Covert Show. In case JC doesn't do a sign-off or, or does, this has been an absolute blast for the Covert Show in 2022. So with that, before JC segment or after, like I said, we're waiting to see how it goes with all of us. Episode number 48 of the Covert Show, for Nick at least, comes to an end. And for in case it is for everybody, thank you and have a great New Year's. And let's see you in 2023. Peace out, everybody.